For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Happy Friday. It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we are headed into college football week 14 and NFL week 13. But today, I got to tell you, it is pretty college football heavy. So we'll go ahead and uh, and get things started. But first things first, uh, go to winningcureseverything.com. Very easy to do. That's where you can find all of our stuff. Previews, picks, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc. It is all right there. Easy to find. One location, winningcureseverything.com. You can make sure that you are subscribed where we go live Right here, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do two podcast exclusives on Sunday and Thursday every week, and we do three SBR shows every week. You can find us at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, or just go to sportsbookreview.com and search out the college football section, uh, or you can just go to YouTube and look for SBR Picks, SBR Sportsbook Review, very easy to find. We are live over there Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday mornings at 11 a.m., Tuesday is 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and then Monday in the afternoons for the opening line show. Uh, lots to talk about today because, man, college football is going absolutely insane, and uh, and I like it. Like I, I love silly season because that is exactly where we are, and let's, let's just dive right into it. I know Chris has had a long day. I've had a long day. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of everything, but I tell you, uh, winning cures everything. This show does not feel like work. It feels like we just get to sit at a sports bar and talk... Uh, Talk about the daily events and whatnot. The SEC changed their football schedule for December 12th and December 19th. And, you know, I... So, what I'm irritated about. The SEC had an opportunity. And and these other conferences have have kind of done the same thing. They are rearranging the schedule anyway. I know that A&M and Georgia were not scheduled to play. They are not scheduled to play right now. But... They need to find a way to make this game happen. Like, if if the Big Ten is going to try and find a way, manipulate things to where they can get Ohio State in with playing only six games, seven games at most, then the SEC needs to find a way to make the playoff committee show their bias and put Texas A&M in, or at least let them find a way to play their way in uh, with a win over Georgia. Because that would be two top ten wins. Chris, do you kind of agree with uh, with what I'm talking about here? 
No, I don't like the manipulation. I told you that. I've been very consistent about this. You make a schedule, you make a set of rules, and you let the chips fall where they may. They okay. are already monkey with the schedule this week. So, yeah. no, I don't like this. I don't, I'm not an advocate for it. And I'm going to tell you why they're not going to do it. Oh, I know they're not going to do it. If Alabama loses, if Alabama loses to Florida right now, Alabama has two wins over two top 10 teams. That's true. But if, if Georgia or uh, A&M lose one of those games, which they would, one of them would lose, then now one of them is not a top 10 team anymore. And you've got a very valid point. Uh, it, a very valid point. The way that the schedule sets up now, uh, December 12th, they went ahead and announced that we have LSU, Florida, Auburn at Mississippi State, Georgia at Missouri, Ole Miss at Texas A&M, Alabama at Arkansas, and then we have Tennessee at Vanderbilt. I believe Vanderbilt is done with the season. I don't believe that they are going to be able to field enough players to play for the next two weeks. Now, they, they rescheduled for December 19th the Vandy at Georgia game, which has been canceled this week. They do not have the number of players to be able to compete in the game. Um, and, and basically, they've got players that don't want to play. They, they just have said that they are not going to play, which is they're, they're going to have to talk them off the ledge and bring them back for the Vanderbilt or for the, uh, uh, the Tennessee game next week. If that game ends up being canceled, then Tennessee still has the A&M game. Uh, the other reason why I brought this up is A&M is scheduled to play uh, Ole Miss next week at home. Eh. I don't know that that game's going to happen because Ole Miss uh, is on a COVID break as of today. Yeah, they are not allowed. Hang on now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're a long way away from that game not happening. They're on a COVID break, and they don't play this week. Right, but they are not allowed back into their facility until next Wednesday. That That's game is fine. next Saturday. The reason why they're not allowed back? Because they're trying to beat this thing before it gets there. They're trying Agreed. to mitigate the spread of it before we get there. So when we get back in on Wednesday, they're going to be just fine. The beat writers for Ole Miss are already saying that that game looks questionable at best right now. That's yeah, why I'm bringing been this up. They've saying that a lot. They've said that a whole lot, and Ole Miss hasn't missed a beat. So that's true. That's true. At what, what I'm saying is, if that game ends up being canceled, and you were looking for a And M an opponent, we got to find a way to make this happen. I think now because it it's going to, to be, be Georgia. Why does it have to be Georgia? Can't they just play anybody? Yeah, they, I'm sure they can. I mean, you can toss Missouri out there. You can figure something out with that. But I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, we talk about wanting the best competition for these, uh, for these teams anyway. We know that the Big Ten is going to either find a way for Ohio State to get into the Big Ten championship game, or they're going to give them Wisconsin at the end of the year. You, you don't understand this, Gary. These conferences try to prop up their big boy. Yes. But they don't give a shit about anybody else. The it's Big so Ten's not invested in propping up Wisconsin. The SEC is not invested in propping up A&M. I promise you that. They you might be right about that. Damn about that. They care about Bama. The I ACC think they care cares about, about Clemson. Because the Big here, 12 no, cares about Texas and Oklahoma. Here, the only ones to. Here is the way that this works out. The SEC wants to try and get the same way that the ACC is trying to get Notre Dame and Clemson in the playoff. The SEC should be trying to do the same thing. Try and get two teams into the playoff. If Ohio State goes 6-0, you and I both know that they are going to be in the playoff. And it, it they will have to show their bias because right now they can just look at it and say, ah, the, the Florida win was a little bit fluky. They hadn't been super dominant, da-da-da-da. If you've got two top 10 wins, I mean, you, you can't really argue that. 
So you could find a way to get but either Florida Gary, and A&M they, in. Hang on, Gary. If they want to put Ohio State in at six wins, then they're going to do it, regardless of if, if A&M beats Georgia or not. I yes, I I do agree okay. with you. Okay, but then, they so, but this so, will make so it, it more matter, difficult, right? It I doesn't think, matter. They're gonna just do it because they don't give a damn. I want them to be exposed, though. I they're want, already exposed, Gary. I, but why can't we expose it more? Because right now that, you can explain that's it away. Not how you don't blow up your own conference. You don't mess with your own schedule. You don't monkey your own stuff around to try to do something else to somebody else. We already see it for what it is. I'm not saying that you, you announce see it right a guy now. Running around with no pants on, dick out, but he's got a t-shirt on, just porky pigging the hell out of it. Him taking his shirt off doesn't make him any more exposed. Okay, okay, I can uh, I can understand that. I, I think I think we're trying really hard to make something more out of what we already got. Let's fight with that. If we're trying to stop this, if you're trying to expose it. Expose them for what they are and with the evidence and the, the information we have right now. We don't need more. Six games ain't enough. They won't have a good win on the season except for Wisconsin or Northwestern, depending on if they get into their championship game or not, and Indiana. And the rest of it's going to be garbage. But we've done that with Clemson for years, and you, just like everybody else, has pacified it while they went undefeated and won their conference and didn't have a ranked win the entire season. Congratulations. But everybody just says, well, we know they're better, so they deserve it, right? No, they don't because their schedule says they haven't played anybody. That's, yes, that's true. That is true. I can't argue with that. No, this is no different than all the years that Clemson don't play nobody and we let them in. Joseph Gomez jumps in on YouTube. Chris fired up. Conferences want every penny they can squeeze out of the kids. And uh, and then Mark said Chris loves it. So, yeah. Mark, there's no There's yeah. no world in which they're going to allow the SEC to have two teams and the ACC to have two teams. That just ain't happening, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you this. I bet they would put Cincinnati in before they'd put A&M in. Oh, I if don't know about that. Notre Dame and Clemson both get in. Yeah. Or I mean, BYU. If BYU wins this week, I don't. I think BYU still got too far to go. Too but far I'm to go. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, man. I, I just think they would be more opt to do that than let the SEC and the ACC control it all. But I might be wrong on that too. By the way, I don't know how these bastards think. I know this. I know they're all corrupt. I, I know and, they definitely want us, us in TV. the SEC. So the SEC doing something harder and more and monkeying with our schedule even more than we already do isn't going to change what they're going to do with Ohio State or not. And it's not going to expose them either because now they just beat a three-loss Georgia team that doesn't have a good win all year. Georgia beat everybody that was bad on their schedule, and they beat, and they got killed by everybody that was that was good. What does that tell you? How does that help the resume? Uh, it shows that Georgia wasn't deserving of the number eight ranking anyway. Okay, but, but that, the but only that helps expose Alabama. But the... It, well, no, it would, it would hurt Florida as well, I guess, right? Okay, so but like, you're not helping your conference do anything by that. I'd, and if Georgia beats A&M, you really hurt your conference because we don't think Georgia's deserving of being a top-10 team anyway, and A&M definitely bounces out of the top-10. So now the SEC just looks weaker altogether, and we say, oh, once again, they've got two good teams and everybody else is trash. Maybe you're right. 
Maybe you're right. I just um, think this. I be, I'm a firm believer of setting a schedule, setting a set of rules, and let the chips fall where they may, and quit fucking with it. But the only reason I bring this up that's, is because we have games that may not happen. Like Vanderbilt, Georgia, I don't think oh, is going yes. to happen. Okay. Ole Miss A&M that's next fine. week, I don't if think is going to happen. You want to find them an opponent, find them an opponent. That's fine. That's what I'm if, looking for. If those things happen, then that's fine. We can talk about that. I don't care. But but you're 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 saying this as if we do this and we do this, it's going to move this star and it's going to move the sun. It ain't. It ain't going to do nothing. We're just going to get more football. So I don't care who they play. That's. I tell you this. I would love to see AM play Georgia right now. I would love. I know it. you would, but you've got your mind fixated on that, and anything not A and M Georgia is a loss for you. Well, no, no, no. I'm just wrong. talking about the matchup itself. I think would be a whole lot, a whole lot of fun. I get, I get, but what I'm trying to tell you is, is I also think A and M versus if Missouri beats Arkansas this week, this Missouri team is a hell of a lot better than I ever gave them any credit for at all. Yeah, that'd be five. And wins. I think they're just as deserving. That would be. They've five been wins. beaten really bad by Alabama and Florida. Hey, the Brown- Outside of that, Missouri hasn't been beat up a lot. No, they really hadn't. They've, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good. So uh, Joseph Gomez asks, uh, how would you rank LSU? Are they a somebody or a nobody? They're a nobody. This they season, don't yeah. Belong. Uh, the Brown Yeti said, I'm back for a second day in a row. I'm on a streak. That's what I'm talking about. Good to see the Yeti in here. And then Mark said, Irish, uh, two ranked teams, NCS and Clemson, I guess NC State. NC State's not a ranked team. Yeah, I was about to say, what are we talking about? Um, NC State's not a ranked football team. I think if they're so ranked, he, it's a bullshit ranking. He said just NCS. just there to boost the ACC ratings. I think he's talking about. I think he's talking about Notre Dame. I mean, uh, uh, North Carolina. Oh, is That's North Carolina be still ranked? They're, hey, they moved up two spots after getting beat last week. That's ridiculous. Yes, that's ridiculous. Look, the Irish doesn't have to fight any fights. Okay, they play a tough schedule year in and year out, and they got a tough schedule this year. You beat Clemson. You have a you have a you you have a a, a win that you could put on your mantle right now. That's better than any win in the country. Yeah, yeah. A and M's got the second best win over Florida. That's the list. That's it. Two great wins all year. Let's talk about some of these bowl games right quick. The the Rose Bowl announced that they will not have fans, and then the Fiesta Bowl announced the exact same thing. Why on earth would they have teams travel to those locations to play they a game? Should. Like, I, I don't understand. They, they shouldn't. Every bowl game should be played in, in Texas and Florida. Uh, or or uh, in close proximity, because if they're not going to allow fans or, or oh, only yeah, the okay, immediate right. fans, whatever, uh, if they're doing that, then they just need to make this easy and do it just somewhere between. Allowed, just go to a place that's allowing fans, or or, or even better, somewhere in between the two locations, or like, go to a place that's allowing your fans. Yeah, which which would definitely be. Yeah, you don't you don't think we have enough stadiums here in the South to do that? Georgia's allowing a certain percentage of people. Texas is allowing a certain percentage of people. Florida's allowing people. I'm sure come to Mississippi. We've got we've got stadiums. We'll let you have fans. Yeah. No, we'll we'll definitely make a way to uh, to have the have, either way. Like like just just why wouldn't you why wouldn't you go to a place that will allow you to have fans? Yeah. There's enough stadiums. There's any, enough. There's enough schools. I any mean, neutral uh, site location would yeah. be fine. Like it, any uh, neutral site location. In, in but a, there's no reason I'm flying any team at all all the way across the damn world to go to California to play. A I I don't you don't want to go into California at all right now. It's a complete disaster. And right? and they can shut you down at any point. And you're talking about going into L.A.? I'm not staying in L.A. 
not no. doing that. I'm not bringing my team there. That place is a cesspool right now. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Uh, Mark said it is. He's talking about North Carolina. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know why they would do this. They need to go on and announce that this is going to be somewhere else. They, why Why would you go to L.A.? Why go Why to go to Pasadena? Because the Rose Bowl, why? baby. We can't We can't have a year without the Rose Bowl. It's the granddaddy of them all. I don't I don't know how it's that. By the way, I don't understand that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. I, I get the Big Ten. They're They're the class of of, of college football. It's fine, but. The best of the Pac-12, because we've been doing it for 100 years, that's what makes it great, right? No, no, we used to do a lot of shit for 100 years. And guess what? We don't do it anymore because it was wrong and it was bad. So, yeah, this is just one of those other things that it's fine to just put a bullet in its head. Just the, the Rose Bowl. We're done. We don't need it. Yeah, you don't, you, don't have to, uh, you don't have to hold it on the exact same day, same time, every single year. Like, you get to fall in line with everybody else. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, Akbar said, did you guys start recently? Yeah, we just started about uh, 15 minutes ago. So, But we, we ain't taking long today. Today will be a short one. You can always grab the podcast. So do that. Go subscribe to the podcast. Or you just rewatch the video in yeah. 10 minutes when we're done. You got it. Easy enough to do that. Uh, let's talk about Urban Meyer right quick. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, of course, the rumor mill is rampant. And, you know, I I like stories like this because you start to get the the prototypical... Uh, Urban's wife is in Austin searching for real estate, blah, 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 blah. You know, all these kind of goofy stories. And now we have the latest thing, which is the Texas message board posters are looking at what hotel Urban did a Fox hit from, what, yesterday, I guess it was? And they have, they <laughs> the sleuths have determined that he was in a Marriott hotel in Austin you know, forget the fact that all the different Marriott hotels look the exact same everywhere that you go. Nope, this one actually is the one in Austin, they say. I don't buy it. I don't think anybody else does. I don't think his wife was actually flown down to, to Austin to look for real estate, all that kind of mess. I will tell you what I do think, though. I do think that Urban is not coming back to college football. And I do think that Urban Meyer is letting his name hang out there it's Mark said ESPN says Meyer was in Austin. Well, of course ESPN is going to say that because he, Urban Meyer works for Fox. Like that's <laughs> but either way, I, I think that Urban Meyer does not want to come back and coach. And I don't think he wants to mess with that disaster program that's down in Austin. And I do think that he's keeping his name in the pool possibly because he thinks Tom Herman is part of the reason that he had all those issues going on at Ohio State last year. Like, or two years ago. I, because it was, it came out that Tom Herman was one of the people that was leaking stuff to Brett McMurphy and all of this different stuff. I tell me if you think I'm crazy. I, you know, I'm a little conspiracy theorist, a little bit. That's not conspiracy theorist. That's that is high school girl petty. Hey, you don't think that Urban Meyer is petty? 
No, but there's a. Di- I'm a petty person, but I'm not. I'm not doing all of that kind of stuff. I'm. Hey, I'm not no, no, no. literally he- flying into a state and 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 like sending my wife to look for real estate just to just to screw with the. No, no, guy. I don't think I don't think any of that stuff is actually happening. I think that this is just message board fodder. I think it's complete bullshit. But I think Urban is not killing the story, just to keep it hanging over over old Tommy's head. You think I'm crazy? Yeah, I think that's dumb. How how hard would it be for him to come out and say, if we mm, know, if no. he came out and, and squashed it, would we believe him? No, because all these guys are damn liars. Um, how yes. many times has a coach said I'm not interested in a job, and then seconds later took the job? I mean, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I mean, thank it's, you. It's a lot. We're done. McKinnon said, uh, uh, "Urban Meyer to the NFL?" Question mark. No, I don't think so either. I don't think he's an no. NFL coach. I think I think he enjoys what he's doing at Fox. I don't think he's coming back to college. I don't think he's coming back to coaching. I think he makes like what three, four million dollars a year at Fox Sports, like just talking about games. The question is the real question we should be asking ourselves is if Herman is fired, does he take a G five head coaching job? Or does he take a big boy OC job? I think he takes a big boy OC job. I think after the uh, disaster that you go through as being the coach of the Texas Longhorns, I think for a little while you would like to uh, – now, and what he, what he might end up doing is just not coaching, period. He may just take that buyout and, and take a minute. Um but I, if none I of these him, guys do that, by the way, you, you say that all the time. None of these coaches ever do that. Well, Mac Brown did it. That's the reason I bring well, it Mac, up. Mac Brown is 80 years old. We all thought Mac Brown did it because we thought he retired. When, when Nick Saban is done coaching, regardless of he's never getting fired, but when he's done coaching, like if he ever comes back, it ain't, well, I took a few years. He's 70. No. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you. But here, give me give me a coach that's not 70 years old. I would say that he would take that's an ever OC. Done it. I would. I, I don't we have say it the all the head. time. He might just take time off and learn, and this another. No, if you take time off, it's because nobody offered you a damn job. That's okay. I mean, there are coaches that have, and that's uh, what I would say too. By the way, if I didn't get offered a job and I tried to be employed, or I only got really shitty offers and I didn't take any of them, like being an I analyst, would tell, I would tell people that I was taking the year off. Also, I, I think that he would take an OC job as opposed to another head coaching job. So, what's a big boy OC job that you think he'll 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 land? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, Let me ask I don't, you I don't know this who's going to be So this, this is the question I'm trying to get to. There is a strong world in which Harbaugh doesn't get fired, and he ends up staying there. What if he went there just to stick it up the ass of Ohio State? Okay, see, now now you're talking on my terms of Urban Meyer being petty enough to keep his name in the but hat then, for, then, for this Texas. This is taking a job. A, this is taking a highly compensated job. This is this is what Urban Meyer is doing. In order for those rumors to be happening, like some of this stuff has to be true, okay? Like, like his wife has to have been seen in Austin. He has to have been seen in Austin. You no, can't just say it, it a lot. No. But it's all message board rumors. It's not anything true. It's just gotten around everywhere. That's, People that's are fine. laughing about that's it. That's fine. I don't care about that. Coaches take jobs all the time because they want to beat people. That's the sole purpose. Yeah. 
people take a lot of jobs. Could you see him in Michigan? Yes, I could absolutely. This is see where that. I was getting when I started the line of questioning. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think Harbaugh could one hundred percent. I could too. It, like he he could he could drop Josh Gaddis yes. and bring in Tom Herman, and I think and, he would drop Josh Gaddis based on the offense that we've seen the last couple of years. Yes, yes, most certainly. Uh, Dongle Chiropractic jumps back in. He said, "I'm back, boys. That's what I'm talking about. Got our chiropractor in here." Uh, Mark said, "Kelly out in 2023." You think Brian Kelly would leave Notre Dame in three years? No, I mean, if he did, I think it'd be a retirement. He's not that old. Well, you don't have to be old to be retired. You have to be rich to be retired, Gary. I got, yeah, because Bob Stoops wasn't that old and uh, uh, Chris Peterson wasn't that old. I mean, maybe. Hey, uh, now I know this is all private school bullshit money, but do you know how much he makes, quote unquote, a year? Uh, it's like seven something million, isn't it? No, it's not. The reported number that he makes is less than two million a year. Brian Kelly? Yes, sir. No. I found I that out. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I found that out. I found that out by um Mike Wilbon, ESPN guy, was talking about somebody was asking him, Do you think Pat Fitzgerald gets called for the Notre Dame job if Brian Kelly ever retires or goes to the NFL or takes another job. And he said, right now, Pat Fitzgerald makes over double him at almost $4 million. And he said his reported salary is less than $2 million. Now it's private school bullshit reporting. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm actually looking at it. So head coaching salaries, according to USA Today, the number that they got was $1.8 million. Um, Boom! Nailed it. And then another one over here says $1.665 million per year. Hey, listen, why in the hell? So this tells you right there that's just all bullshit. Like, that guy's getting stacks and stacks of cash yes. handed to him Oh, yeah, weekly. because so in May, Notre Dame released the salaries for them. Um, Mike Bray is the highest That might be what Notre Dame is paying them. That's yeah. what he's getting from the school. So, like, Alabama – their salaries are tied to the boosters and everybody, right? At LSU, like all these state schools, like it's all lumped in together. I'm going to bet in private school world because of whatever to keep their tax, um, nonprofit, whatever they got to do for private school education. I don't know. This is all way over my head of understanding the legalities and accounting of it. But I'm going to bet the boosters part has to stay completely separated. I'm... It, so this article says uh, somebody says he gets bonuses. Yes, but he's he's deserving of a five to seven million dollar a year coach based on the standard salaries of college football. D there are no bonuses getting him regularly to five to seven million. So it says Mike Bray, heads men basketball or head men's basketball coach, makes one point six eight million. Yes, I was about to say year. I think he makes and, almost the exact same or the same as Brian Kelly. But it says it does not include the six hundred seventy eight thousand paid to him by play by play. Sports, which is the multimedia yep. marketing rights holder yes. for Notre Dame. Um, yes. so, so NBC, so Brian Kelly's got a second contract that's probably paid by NBC that, that this is exactly what I'm talking about. Or, or can, somebody else. Yeah. Or somebody else. Like it goes through another channel. That's just what he makes at the school. I just found that interesting. I found that funny when we were talking about would coaches do this, would coaches do that? You talked about Brian Kelly. Would he be gone? Somebody said in, in, in a couple of years. It wouldn't surprise me. He ain't retiring off one point eight million a year, though. No, I no, assure no. you that he's retiring off of five to six, seven million dollars a year. He's he also was making just about that much when he was coaching at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, so I was about to say it wasn't a pay raise. No, it wasn't a pay raise, quote unquote. But it was a hell of a pay raise. Yeah, I think I think it's. 
So it's all, it's all funny money. I just found yeah. that interesting. I literally heard that a couple of weeks ago and we haven't had a reason to talk about Brian Kelly or Brian Kelly's money until now. And it's I thought a, I'd throw that little zip in there. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good idea there. But yeah, I, I think that urban Meyer, um, Oh, so Akbar is asking who is the best coach right now, uh, in college football, in our opinions. Um, so he asked for each of us to say, I mean, I, I, I still think it's, I think it's Saban. I mean, you know, who who else would you toss up there? I mean, you got Dabo. Yeah, Matt Campbell has shown to be pretty good. You got a uh, Ryan Day, of course, has been good. Um, you know, at, who 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 would you toss up there? I mean, Brian Kelly's been outstanding. Who we were just Brian, talking about. Brian he's, Kelly, he's would, if you made me choose somebody for for right now this year, what I've seen currently, I, I would say Brian Kelly. What he has done at Notre Dame with the ACT scores and the and the and the ability to recruit uh, at Notre Dame as opposed to these other schools is pretty amazing. We see how hard it is when you look at your Michigans and, and your other kind of high academic schools, um, just how tough it is to, to win and win consistently. And he's done it for a long time and they've gotten better. I mean, they, they made the playoffs, what, six years ago, five years ago, something like that. Uh, well, four two, years ago, two, two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Did they make it 20, twice? 2018. No, no, no. That, that was the first okay. time. So they, they right. made the national championship game in 2012. And okay, then they made that's the what I'm thinking. And, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so yeah. So, eight years ago, they made the national championship before the playoffs. Then they made the playoffs. All right. Yeah, they got blowed out in both those times. But now, now that, 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 that team has stayed that level good for that long. And they've now taken that next step to, I don't know if they'll win the playoffs. Okay. I don't know if they'll win the championship, but they, but they beat Clemson and don't give me the Trevor Lawrence stuff. Like they beat Clemson where Clemson put up 500 yards of offense. Like they, they took what they do best, which is run the football and they completely shut it down. And therefore they made the quarterback have to try to beat them. And then they put Clemson's defense on their heels the entire time. Like they, there's been years go by where they would have never, they never beat Georgia. They never beat Alabama. They never beat Clemson before they couldn't beat that level school. And, and now they're competing with them. So I, I think nobody's done more with less than him. I don't like the, the, Hey, Dabo's a terrible answer. Terrible answer. Dabo's a recruiter. Dabo's like Orgeron. Well, he so is a that recruiter. Was, he it, is a salesman. But that's not a coach. Well, okay? He's talking he about zero a coaching coach. on game day. He does zero game prep whatsoever. As far as the leader of your program, I think Debo's done a pretty damn good job. Okay, that's fine. So, it, it, I mean, results matter, right? Like, no. Once again, <laughs> once again, they don't, Gary. They don't. They just don't. When you have all the best players, when you have all the best facilities, when you have all yeah. the best coaches surrounding he, you, he built like, that. Debo no, did he didn't that. Build that. He didn't build that. He found that. He did not find. No, that Clemson was not this when he became the head coach. Like, I, I don't like Dabo I that, either. I know that they weren't this. I know they weren't this. But he, he didn't build it either. Like, it just, that's just what the school evolved to based on money given to the school. Yeah, given to the football program. maybe he had a lot program. to do with getting yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. That's, but, he, but that's all sales, man. That's not coaching. This is why I have a problem with college football. Because it's all about sales and it's not about coaching. Well. Because Bill Belichick ain't selling shit. But he's going to out scheme your ass all day long. Yeah, because you don't if he have has to close do to that. comparable talent. You don't have he's going to, to do that you. in the NFL. The NFL is a different game. I get like that. College but that's, is, he, no, hang on. he asked about coaching, Gary. 
coaching. I, I, when you said, say coaching, I say making kids better, improving kids, turning three stars into five stars. He's, Dan he Mullins said, who is does the that. Best, Brian Kelly does that. He said, who is the best college football coach right now in Danielle's opinion? Yes. Okay, well, then that depends on what the definition that he's looking for is. But no, he's not. It, he said coach. Okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. You can have your opinion. I know your opinion. Your opinion is I want a sales guy. That's fine. No, I just want a guy. That, look, Ed Orgeron did it at LSU. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you you bring he in. He struck lightning in a bottle at LSU, Gary. I, I we had all the best players, and we had great elite coaching. Like, that. You don't think you can get that back? No, I think he had a big role, a part of that. Just like Dabo has a big role, a part of that. But I would never say that he was the best coach last year because he didn't do any X's and O's. He didn't do any game prepping. He didn't make Joe Burrow from a three-star to a five-star. He didn't make Clyde what he is. He He didn't evolve those guys. Dan Mullen actually evolves his players. Yes. No, That's. I, I'm not going to disagree with you when on I, When we talk about coaching, those are the guys that come to my mind. Mike Leach who says, I don't care who you are. I, I just need you to be this tall. I need you to be able to throw this far. Pretty much, like, yeah. That's what I think about when I think of coaching. I think of Lane Kiffin. I think of guys that scheme up things. Hey, uh, uh, the Blue, defensive mind, Saban used to be that. Blue Hawk said uh, Neil Brown is doing that at West Virginia. Neil so, Brown. Yeah. Neil Brown was doing that a long time before he got to West Virginia, baby. Oh, yeah. No, he he was certainly – yeah, he's, he's pretty unreal. He's pretty yes, unreal. But that's right. No, Neil Brown is a coach. He's a football coach. Doc Holliday is a coach. Bill Clark is a coach. He uh, he develops, dude. He, those guys yeah. those guys actually make players better, and they out scheme the hell out of their opponents. Yeah, no, you're, if you don't you're right. come with better talent. You're not beating them ever, ever. There's no miracle against those guys. Let's uh, let's go ahead and finish off the show. I wanted to do a rapid fire for us, and I, I think okay. this kind of fits into what we're talking about here, and. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that you'll uh, you'll like this kind of a segment. I want to know what is the the number one reason or the the biggest flaw for every SEC team as I go through them why a coach would not take that job. Okay, like I, I feel like this is something that we should be able to kind of announce off the top of our heads pretty quick. So let's roll through. We'll start off with Alabama. So let's uh let's do that. The do you do you want me to start or you want to start? You can start. All right, so Alabama, you don't want to follow a legend. That's why you would not take that job right now if it opens up tomorrow. Uh, you, you've got everything you need to win. However, the expectation level is stupid there. So uh, that would be one reason why you would not want to take that job. Uh, you kind of feel the same way? I don't care about the legend part. The expectation level is dumb. Well, that's I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Um, no. LSU LSU doesn't have a legend there right now, but if you don't win 10 games, you're fired. Uh, Texas hadn't had a legend in a long-ass time. If you don't win 10 games, you're fired. Okay, okay. So, I guess. no, that doesn't go hand-in-hand. Hand. Arkansas, if that job opened up right now, uh, what is the biggest flaw? I I, I don't want to follow a legend. <laughs> Sam Pittman in, in the same vein as, uh, as Nick Saban? Sure. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Um, I think it is very difficult to recruit to Arkansas. Yes, you were right there at Texas and whatnot, but you are in the SEC. You're having to go up against Alabama, LSU, A&M, et cetera. You're having to recruit against them, and you got to play against them every single year. Um, their fans, of course, expectation level at all of these SEC schools is high, but it is really damn difficult to win at Arkansas if you don't have a massive 
recruiting advantage, and they don't have that. So I think that's the number one reason. Um, Auburn. Why would you not take the Auburn job? Is it just because Alabama's in the same state? That or, would be the only reason. Yeah. I think there, there's also the idea that there are too many cooks in the kitchen kind of the same way as uh, Texas a little bit, the same way that Alabama used to be. The Board of Trustees has a lot of say in that football program. So that that would be a big reason. And if you're not part of the Auburn family, they they will sniff that out quickly. So that's, uh, that's another one. Uh, Taylor jumps in. Gary, your living room is my dream college football room. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Mark said Vandy wants Notre Dame's defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, Clark Lee. No, they, they've talked about that. I don't, I don't think Clark Lee is going to take that job. Uh, Florida. Why would you not take the Florida job? I don't have a good reason. Like I, the, the I don't know why you wouldn't take any of these jobs. I would take all of them. The, the facilities and I'll Florida, do it for half the money they paid the last guy. Well, I'm trying to come up with a reason why. Like, so if Billy Napier does not take South Carolina, if he is offered it, and decides, eh, um, it's because the the funding is not there. They they are not willing to say yes to everything the same way that they are at Georgia and wherever else, right? He's used to being at places like Clemson, like Alabama, who say yes to everything. If South Carolina is not willing to just say yes to everything in the football program and he doesn't take it, that would be South Carolina. So we can go on to mark South Carolina's off. Um, for Florida, like their facilities are not great. However, Mullen and Scott Strickland... It was revealed either today or or late yesterday that, I mean, they've got all sorts of new stuff coming up. A a brand new football facility, brand new practice field, uh, indoor practice, like all of this stuff that they have not had before. And that will be a big, big selling point for them. So I don't know why you wouldn't take it right now. Um, Georgia. Is it expectation level? Is it, I, I I don't have a good answer for Georgia. I don't know. I'd take it. I don't. I don't see why. I, I think any. It's the I opposite think, of following a legend. I get to follow an idiot. Yeah, that's. I think that's certainly one why you give would me take all it. the talent that he's had, and 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 I just won't be a moron. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty don't much. get out schemed every game. Kentucky, uh, obviously, they put more of their money behind basketball than they do football. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit of an issue. Uh, let's see. Akbar said, when did Clemson start to be this hype? What year? Uh, it, it was 20, like 15 is when they really, or I guess it was like 2014 when they really started. That's when they hired Chad Morris. So, or 2013 is when they hired Chad Morris. And then 2014 is when they kind of turned it around. But yeah, that's that's when it really started rolling for them. LSU, um, expectation level, not enough booster support. Um, you know that LSU program. Uh, why? Why would a coach not? I don't take know it? why you wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I don't understand this because I don't know why you wouldn't take any of these jobs. Well, I, I thought this was a good exercise because there are coaches out there that will not take these jobs. Yes, but those coaches are better than those jobs. Like this is why you have to have a specific person tied to the specific reason. If you are a, a you stu- can't just have a general like. There's no high school coach in the world that wouldn't say uh, Vanderbilt just called. Yeah, I'll go take that job right now. Okay, then let's the let's best just high talk. school coach in the world's making six figures, and at Vanderbilt he can make three million dollars. Let's talk Billy Napier. Billy Napier turned down the Mississippi State job last year. Yes, he let's turned ju- it let's down. Let's just look at it from Billy Napier's perspective. 
He would yes. take Georgia. He would take Florida. He would take. Yes. He would probably take Alabama because they're all better. They're all better than Mississippi State. Mississippi State is probably outside of Vanderbilt. The, the here's the issue. Yeah, I mean it's it's down there as the worst job in the SEC. It Kentucky Vanderbilt are kind of lumped into the sum. I think Mississippi State is is a little higher than Kentucky, maybe higher than South Carolina, if if nothing more than talent alone and the fact that you can get kids into school. And they are putting a lot of their resources into football. Like I think that's I think that's the biggest part. Uh, Mark jumps in. He said, "Love it, Chris. All fired up. Keep up the good work, guys. We appreciate that. Appreciate it. Um, um I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, South Carolina's got a fan base that's pretty ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's not a knock on state. I love state. I know, I've been there a million times. It's a great place to go. It's a great job. But you're comparing it to other great jobs." It's, I think it's, so. Every SEC program, obviously, there are reasons why you would take it, right? Obviously, all of them have massive selling points, um, but there's there's obviously flaws with each of them. LSU already went through that. Mississippi State went through that. Missouri uh, recruiting base not great. That would um, be the hardest thing in Missouri. You just can't recruit there. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. And you have the, to be able to turn three stars into five stars. You just have to. And the school's uh, commitment to football maybe is not as high as you would think. Well, it's not high at all. And, and that's that's a big issue, right? I mean, that's probably. I bet Vanderbilt's commitment is more than than Missouri's from a school's perspective. You you might be right about that. You might be right about that. Uh, Ole Miss, like I, I think that Ole Miss is bought into football. I think that they are a hundred percent. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't take it. It's a great job. Um. Yeah, I mean, you might like Tom Herman might not take it because he thinks he's better than that, but like it's still a great job. I, it, Ole Miss would be the same reason why, like Arkansas, right? Except for the recruiting issue. Uh, it's it's who you're playing every year, and can you get the same kind of recruits? Uh, without you know, without cheating to be able to get them, and not to say that Hugh cheated. Hugh did what he needed to do to be able to get the players. Um, and if there weren't some extra circumstances, then the NCAA would have never been in Oxford to begin with because some of that stuff was just ridiculous. But obviously you can compete there, but can you compete on a regular basis? Eh, maybe not. Um, but I don't know that anybody can – unless you're at one of these blue bloods, nobody is competing on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, Tennessee, is, is the recruiting issue the uh, the only thing? Like, I don't know that it's a recruiting issue. I think I you can recruit at Tennessee. I think you can too. They just um, don't have the right guy. They haven't had the right guy. It, is it the is it the if expectation they hire Hugh Freeze? It start recruiting like champ. Is it is it rec- or, uh, uh, expectation level? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Should, I don't see I mean, there's should, a flaw in that, that job. Should they expect to win ten games a year, playing Florida, <laughs> Alabama, and Georgia every single year? Like, well, no, no. But that's I can't fix that. I can't change. I would not take the job for that. I would walk in there and tell them you have to change your expectations. That's my yep. expectation as the coach is to win every game. Your expectation as a fan is to shut up and cheer for your team. Yeah. Uh, Blue Hawks said to you guys at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Um, and then Akbar said, uh, have the Florida Gators always been good and competitive at a high level or just for a while now? Uh, 1990 when Steve Spurrier got there is yeah. when they got good. And that was, they were not good until then. They, they did not have the right coach for a long time. They had, they, it, and it wasn't necessarily resources and whatnot, but their recruiting area was perfect and they needed somebody like Spurrier to come in and do things a little bit differently and now they are where they are like once you win a couple of championships I mean you are set man you are set uh so then A&M 
I mean, it may just be the fact that nobody has one there, but I, I don't know of any reason why you would not take A&M. A&M's the perfect job. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It's in a state where you don't pay income taxes. It's 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 in a, an incredible city. College Station's amazing. And if you, you do have a school win, that's, you have a school that's that's more committed to football than than any place outside of Alabama. And and yeah, if you win, you are a god. Yes, you the rest of your life. Are. You don't take another job. You retire there, and you never pay for anything the rest of your life. And Vanderbilt, uh, you wouldn't take Vanderbilt because it, the best recruits in your own city. Uh, no, are typically tough. Like it, you're, you're not going to be able. You to get have that. to scour the country. There is a there is a group of kids that are really really good athletes. Some four and five star that are going to be looking at academic universities. You can't fill your roster with them. You're not going to get 22 of those guys. Okay. Yeah. But but you're fighting with Northwestern. You're fighting with Michigan. You're fighting with Notre Dame. You're fighting with Stanford. You're fighting with 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 places like that for those kids. All of those schools are better than yours. At, at least the football programs. At football. At yeah. football. I'm sorry. All those schools are better than yours at football. So if you land a few of those kids, now I'll tell you this: none of those schools have a better location than you do during football season. Oh, especially right now. I mean, my God, Nashville is. That's what I'm saying. During football place. season, right now. Now, outside of football season, once once it starts getting nicer, there's not a better place in the country than Chicago. But I I, I do agree with that. <laughs> but especially Evanston, you're just right Ooh. outside of it. You're in this gorgeous lush part right on the Rose, uh, river, uh, lake. Um, and so yeah, but during football season where you have to be there and you have to work and you have to focus and all that stuff. And then that's where you go and celebrate. There's no better, there's no better city than, than, than Nashville. Yeah. I, I agree with that. All right. That is going to wrap up uh, the show. I wanted to read off a podcast review that we got. Uh, we, we've gotten a few. So uh, we got Tum Tummy that gave us five stars said, love listening to you guys. Follow them on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, keep it up guys. Uh, so that's always nice. However, we did get, a one-star review. And, of course, I just had to read this off. Twisted Taco 17 told us no back and forth, no clashing of opinions. It's always the fat guy making some super hot take and the other guy saying, I think you're right or you might be right. Do you have any thoughts of your own? The reason that idiot keeps making all those ridiculous takes is because there's no one there to check him and say, I don't agree or let me tell you what I think. Do you? So let me let me explain how this works. We have a certain number of topics and a small amount of time to be able to fit them in every single day. So Chris and I can sit and go back and forth on one topic forever if we would like to. We've done it before. Chris and I will sit and argue a topic for over an hour. But where does that get us? Like, obviously, I will make my opinion known, and Chris will make his opinion known, but we also know that we're both pretty hard-headed. So we're going to keep thinking the same thing that we think but it doesn't matter if we keep debating it over and over again. It just is what it is. If we get our opinions out there, I kind of feel pretty good about it. So, Chris, you kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm a talking monkey. That's fine. <laughs> hey, look, I enjoy what you bring to the show. And uh, and it would not be the same show without you or without me, I feel like. So, yeah. I feel pretty good about, uh, about the way things are going. So, uh, Twisted Taco, we hope you stick around. We hope we're not uh, irritating you, but if we are, eh, sorry. Like, we're going to keep doing what we do. It is what it is. So, um, is there anything else that we need to hit on? No, I haven't seen anything we, break. We had more cancellations and whatnot, but obviously we will hit on those on the SBR show, uh, the Closing Line show in the morning, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Go over to YouTube, search out SBR Picks. 
and you will be able to find the show. We will be there live on Saturday morning for College Football Week 14. We're going to talk Coastal and BYU. We're going to talk Alabama LSU. We're going to talk, you know, whatever games are left uh, because there have been quite a few that have been dropped off. Uh, Ohio State, they said that they are headed to East Lansing, so uh, so we got us an Ohio State game, but who knows who's going to be playing. Um, your last crap said, pretty sure Twisted Taco is a burner account. Well, that, that's perfectly fine, too. So, <laughs> I don't care who it is, um, but we, we do appreciate them at least listening. So, that is certainly a good thing. All right, you guys, make sure that you go and subscribe to the podcast. Obviously, Sunday, we will have our recap show over there. And uh, make sure you're subscribed everywhere you need to subscribe. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. We appreciate all of you. Thank you, everybody, that jumped into the chat today. You guys are fantastic. We appreciate all of you being here. And we are going to get out of here. So we will see you tomorrow morning. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and let's cash some tickets. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.